0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, Division Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rick Jay and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Today is Monday, August 1st, 2022. We are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter, There is a Solution, on page 19, the first paragraph, beginning with None of us makes a sole vocation, ending with Give nearly all of their time to the work. Today's readers are Betty N in the Twelve Steps, Joni C, The Twelve Traditions. Our big book readers are Craig F when the text, Marge O on page 164, and Renee A. as our backup reader. Our newcomer greeter is Chrissy O, and our second hour moderator is Roz G. The share ID for Sunday, July 31st, 2022, is 19,239. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Betty N. to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning, uh, Betty N. from the Sunny, Florida. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and more fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. 6 were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed, 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
2: Thank you for allowing me to do service.
0: Thank you, Betty. I will now ask Joni C. to read the 12 traditions.
2: Good morning. This is Joni C. from Minnesota, gratefully recovered and and just happy to be here. Uh, The Twelve Traditions of OA. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities.
3: Thank you, Joni. How our meeting works.
0: Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. At the end of which, I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. Today, we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter, There is a Solution, on page 19, the first paragraph, beginning with, not one of us makes a sole vocation, ending with, give nearly all of their time to the work. I will now ask Craig F. to
4: begin reading. Good morning, Rick. Thank you. Uh, None of us makes a sole vocation of this work nor do we think its effectiveness would be increased if we did. We feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. A much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. All of us spend much of our spare time in this sort of effort, which we are going to describe. A few are fortunate enough to be so situated that they give nearly all their time to the work. You know, kind of layered in this paragraph is this idea. It's it's almost like an instruction. It is an instruction for uh, how to balance your life with with your program. You know, I I watch this all the time. I see it in myself. You know, my, um, uh, uh, you know, the idea of recovery of being recovered is that it enables you to live life. You know, and and uh, if um program becomes um, so consuming and so big that you have no life on the other side, then uh, it's kind of counterproductive. Uh, on the other hand, if uh, the program becomes, um, or if, the, uh, if life becomes so big that you don't have time for your program, then um, pretty soon, uh, you're probably going to get faced with relapse. I, I, I you know, and I, I had a friend that used to say that uh, he knew what balance was. Uh, that life was like a pendulum. That he, he you know, he swung from side to side, but he knew what balance was because he saw it every time the pendulum swung by the bottom. And uh, you know, uh, that's um, a, a kind of a description of. of you know so many of us you know we 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 get life gets too big uh, and life gets too messy uh, we start to relapse so all of a sudden program becomes real big again and then we get our feet back on the ground and things are going well and 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 uh life gets so big that the program gets so small and and, and again you know and, and we go back and forth uh between this i, I do um And I've seen it in others, and I and I and I don't know. um, I think that other. I think that having a great sponsor keeps us balanced sometimes too. You know that we have a mirror, somebody on the outside that uh, kind of reflects our life back to us and helps us to see that uh, that we we've gone too far one way or the other. That and uh, that we're able to demonstrate our principles lie. You know, it's as a demonstration for our principles, lies in our respective homes, occupations and affairs that uh, we're uh, we're out demonstrating the principles of this program. But we're also living the program. And, uh, you know, I I, I know that uh, um, for me, uh, it's it is a, uh, a battle, uh, a constant battle. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you.
0: All right, thanks so much for getting us started, Craig. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today?
5: Roger V from downtown Los Angeles. Who's
3: from Who is that
6: from
7: New Jersey, please. sorry? who's Pat, F- Kim A A?
0: Kim A.
6: And
8: I
0: want to go back to the... from New Hold on just James. a second. I'm trying to find out who's who from New Jersey. What was your name
3: again? Was it Pat from New Jersey? All right. Sorry about that, guys. I, um, okay, so I've got Roger V. Pat. Kim, I think Jack. Who else would like to share?
9: Lisa, Cheryl
3: A. I hear Lisa and uh,
0: Carol
10: also. Who is Cheryl A.
0: Oh, Cheryl. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm getting a little Jan- bit of
11: help here. Janice PM, uh, did you get me? And
0: Janice PM. Janice, we're going to stop with you on this first lineup. So here's what I've got. <laughs> I need you guys to help me, uh, just when you're introducing yourself, please include the uh, first initially, your last name, and your state, um, and here's who I've got, um, Roger V., um, and I just had my my little uh, angel helper angel helper, tell me it was Suze S. from New Jersey, I've got a Cam, a Jack, Lisa, Cheryl A., and Janice PM,
3: Roger, uh, you're up... In- First, Followed by Suze S. Go ahead, Roger.
5: Roger, compulsive overeater from California. Good morning, OA family. Uh, What a powerful paragraph, and thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't don't remember your name. Who started off at 4 o'clock in the morning for me. This wasn't on my bucket list today to be on this meeting, but God had another plan. Um, Oh, this is a powerful paragraph for me because uh, you talked about balance and the pendulum, you know, today i don't live my i don't live my program around my life i live my life around my program you know it's it's got to work in and through us and um you know not a day goes by that i don't do 12-step work that i don't talk to one of my fellows because as it was pointed out it, it's my experience you know don't you know who i am i'm roger v i'm I'm a special case, and I used to think, oh, I'm a big businessman. I, you know, I don't have time for program. But I'll go to a meeting occasionally, and then, of course, I stopped going to meetings, and then I relapsed. And And that, I think we all know that's the first thing. When you stop going to meetings, you know, that's when you're on shaky ground. So today, um, you know, I compulsively overeat every day, so I go to a meeting every day whether I need it or not because, you know, I go to meetings that end in Y, you know, and um, I just, you know, I I was with some fellows last night, um, and they're not in program, and, um, you know, I I made a big salad, and there was some pretty benign pizza. I brought my salmon, but for dessert, you know, they had this huge, I I won't talk about the food, but they they had some, some things that would take me out of the game because they didn't have enough of it. You know, there were five other adults and you know i would have had to have the whole dessert but by god's grace and mercy i didn't have to do that but i make a phone call before i go to those things and i make a phone call afterwards i bookend that stuff i talk to a sponsor every day my sponsor happens to be retired and when he couldn't get a job at christmas time at target about five years ago he said if i can't get a job at target for christmas i'm going to go into full-time ministry and that is um you know working with others that was what he called his ministry and today that's how Brooke does it. He um, he sponsors about 12 people right now, and, and that's his full-time vocation. But, you know, for me, I'm still working, and, um, you know, God has got to work in and through us, and I, I love the program. I love the steps. I You know, in in L.A., uh, Randy Newman did a song, I Love L.A., I Love OA, you know, because it has saved my life. It is, Given me, you know, when I leave those things like last night, I say, but for the grace of God, go I. You know, I didn't have to um, to pick up my, my binge foods, my alcoholic foods, and um, you know, I've been given the keys to the kingdom and the greatest gift there is. I've never in my life maintained the same weight for three and a half years. That's by God's grace and mercy. So I'm grateful to be absent. I'm grateful to know um, what the. That I'm the problem and the solution is in the twelve steps and in the program. And I have a posse today. I have a sponsor today. A reminder. um, And thank you for letting me share. I'm Roger V. And I'll pass. Thank you
0: so much, Roger. Suzette
3: from New Jersey, you're up next, followed by Kim. I'm
11: here. Good
12: morning, Suzette.
3: You're good to go. Good morning. Well, I just lost you. (laughs) Suze, could you start one Tricky little
13: thing. I got it. (laughs) Thank you. Tricky little thing. Um, Yeah, I'm really happy to be in this program this morning, saving my life, and higher power is saving my life. One day at a time in this program, and I'm so grateful. Um, I don't want it to be my whole life. I want it to be I want Higher Power to be my whole life, which is this program. And not just a diet. This is this whole thing is this program, and it's absolutely wonderful. It's saved, really saving my life because my partner walked out two weeks ago uh, and ended a two-and-a-half-year uh, relationship. And I make calls every day. Yesterday I made eight tons of calls <laughs> Um, I do need a new sponsor. Um, My my lovely sponsor, who started me off in this program, uh, can't do it anymore. She's busy, so um, I wish her very well. And um, I'm going to be going, making calls. I'll be at the ten of nine meeting today, or I should say the eight o'clock meeting, and I'll be taking sponsor names. And this, but this affects all of my life, and my life is taking off. And I owe Higher Power and all of you through Higher Power huge, huge gratitude. And that's the thing that I want to remember. I want to help other people in gratitude. And and that's where it is. It's not a chore. It's a joy. And every phone call I've made has been an utter joy. So thank you. And uh, I've made calls in other programs. This program, the other programs are wonderful. But this program is what's saving me every day because higher power is here with me every day, every day. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Suze S. from New Jersey. All right, Kim, you're up next, followed by Jack. Thanks. Go ahead, Kim.
8: Hey, this is Kim A. from New York City. Um, So, yeah, I'm on vacation right now. I'm on actually a five-week motorcycle trip, and I'm currently in Newfoundland, Canada, And the reason I mention this is because, you know, it's so hard to balance everything when you're not at home, when you're in a different time zone, when you're, you know, packing and unpacking and and not really so much in control of where you're going to be eating because some of these places are isolated and, you know, what they have to offer. And, you know, I definitely have to revolve, both revolve, my vacation around my program, and kind of revolve my program around my vacation, because I cannot do the same kind of service in Newfoundland. The phone service isn't so great. I can't get into a lot of meetings. So you know what, just like with everything else, I do the best I can. And part of my morning prayers has to include asking my higher power to, of course, direct my thinking, but also, you know, just give me the willingness to do whatever service is put in front of me. But What I found was that when I followed a food plan, and I know that like 99.99999% of Vision For You members follow a food plan, if not 100%, I don't follow a food plan because I found that that made me crazier. So I bring some food with me just because I know that I can't always get something that feels right for me to eat for breakfast, and the rest of it I leave up to God. Because I can't find that food neutrality when I was struggling trying to follow a food plan in in OA for 18 years, which to me was no different than trying to follow a diet. I wasn't able to do it. And for me, the end game is, yes, I have to revolve my life around my program, but I also need to find that freedom from the food obsession. And I couldn't find that neutrality as long as I was um, feeling afraid of certain foods and ingredients so, to me, it's just all about asking my higher power for help with what to eat, when to eat, um, You know, how can I be of service when I can't make phone calls? How can I be of service when I keep getting dropped from these meetings? What can I do, and there's always a way, and as long as I am willing reminder she thinks I'll wrap up as long as I'm willing to do whatever's put in front of me, it all works out. Um, thanks for letting me share. Timmy in New York City. Bye.
0: Thank you so much, Kim. All right, I've got a Jack. Um and followed by I've got possibly the lease the I had was, was Rita Q. If there's another lease out there, um let me know. But uh Jack,
3: you're up next, followed by Rita. Go ahead, Jack. I thought I heard a Jack.
14: Rick, this is Jack in Florida. Could I share for a minute?
0: Absolutely, Jack. There you are. Go ahead, please.
14: I apologize. I didn't volunteer to share, but I had never heard another Jack. So I'm just going to chime in. I, uh, I'm a compulsive overeater down in Florida. Grateful to be on the meeting and uh, to be starting Monday, August the 1st, with a. Um, priority of program and abstinence is awesome and what a what a grace. I um yeah, you I know, was following along in this paragraph and it says um, a much more important demonstration lie of our principles lies and our lies in our homes, our occupations and our affairs. And that is that is so true. I usually if I get this, um, buildup of emotions, uh, I will vent on my spouse and put my foot in my mouth, you know, and then I got to do a step 10 and, um, uh, then I have remorse because I, I don't like that behavior. So I, um. Yeah, she, she was reading this book yesterday, and it was about uh, showing love and how your life will be uh, so much better when you um, intentionally look for ways to show love. And I'm doing some service work by volunteering at our local homeless um called the source here in Vero beach and just to be loving to those kind of people. They're my kind of people. And I, uh, yeah. And so what did I do? I looked over, I said principles. Okay. Where's the list of principles. So I'm just going to read them real quick. One is honesty. Two is faith and hope. Three is trust. Four is courage. Five is integrity. Six is willingness. Seven is humility Eight is compassion. Nine is justice. Ten is vigilance. Eleven is awareness. Twelve is altruism, which is helping others and love. So I just need—I have to forget. I need to remember the principles and just practice them at home and uh, out in public, and you know, balance program. Like this meeting, my abstinence, have a plan when I'm going to eat, what I'm going to eat, where I'm going to eat it, who I'm going to eat it with, make calls if I get crazy emotionally, and not pick up the food. And and, uh, more important is that quiet time with my higher power, because that's the the key. That's the reason for existence. And... uh, Oh, well, thank you for letting me share. Thanks for your service.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Jack. And uh, Rita, before I go to you, was there a Lisa that I heard out there? Um, if if so, go ahead and let me know. If not, um, Rita, after just a few seconds here, you're going to go ahead and um, share for us. Just a final call for a Lisa just to make sure I wasn't hearing things. All right. Rita, you're up. Next, followed by Cheryl.
9: Thanks so much, Rick. Thank you for your service. Hi, everybody. My name is Rita Q. I'm a recovered compulsive over here. Oh, I love this paragraph. None of us make a sole vocation of this work, nor do we think its effectiveness would be increased if we did. This is not my sole vocation, but it's my life's work. There is no doubt about it. You know, I've done outreach this morning. I've listened to podcast, I'm now on the meeting and I love what somebody shared, you know, eating, you know, I eat every day, therefore I go to meeting every day. It's just, I have to keep well. And I, the thing about this, to, to be of any use to anybody else, and I think or page 19 here, this the line that I've underlined the most is we feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. It's emotional sobriety for me and it's really hard. I love when I, when I work with a new person and I'm saying to them, it's not about the food it'll see and, and the thing is when you're in the food it's all about the food you know and when you're not in it, it it's it's easy to see that but at the beginning as the food goes down for a sponsor recently she began to realize uh it's that irritable restless and discontentment and i just love that this emotional sobriety you know it's just the beginning that putting the putting the food down is just the beginning and being able to practice principles in all my affairs to be able to say no as a full sentence or yes and, and and not to have that resentment brewing all the time about it you know to try not to have resentments in the wings as i call them you know because they are you know or our expectations i should say because they are just deferred resentments i just try and be and i am fortunate enough now i'm retired i am able to give a lot of time to this work and it's really important to me because it keeps me well and it keeps me sane and I, it just makes my home so much nicer place to be for anybody who's involved in it. And, um, yeah, I'm just really grateful. I, I'm really grateful for the program, really grateful what it's done in my life. And, I, you know, without it, I'd be dead or I'm sure I would have, you know, verbally killed somebody else. And, you know, that's not my truth today. So I'm just so glad. Thank you for everybody who's on the line. And thank you for everybody giving service. I am a grateful recover compulsive over- overeater and I'll leave it there. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Rita Q from the UK. All right, Cheryl A, I believe. You're up next, followed by Janice TM. Go ahead, Cheryl.
15: Thanks, Rick. Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Cheryl A, recovered compulsive overeater in Brookline, Massachusetts. Thanks so much for your service, Rick, and for getting us started, Craig. Um, This is one of the most important lines of the big book. I I feel like I say that every line because they're all so important, but we feel that elimination of our compulsive eating is but a beginning. Um, Bill W. used to talk a lot about um, and postulate whether these steps were applicable to those who did not have addiction and um, thought thought that, that they were. And it brings up for me that life is hard it's it's i use because i'm trying to find the ease and comfort i so seek from the experience of living the incredible amounts of inadequacy that i grew up with it's just too painful to live that way so this is not my vocation but it is my way of life my 12 steps are a way of life. I got into this program when I was 18. I'm now 52. I've been in the program more than half my life. It is my way of life. I'm wired for the steps. And it is the, the beginning when I plug my jug as my alcoholic friends saying, and, uh, and I stop the compulsive overeating. That is just the very, very tip of the iceberg. I don't, I I, I talk about food almost never. I brought up something related to food this morning with my sponsor, but I never talk about food because it's not that that is the beginning uh, phase of uh, this way of life, which is to plug the areas that are um, bleeding in excess, no matter what it is, whether it's food or something else. I've got to put that down because I can't get, to the rest of my life. I can't get to what comes after. This is um, just the beginning. But that's what I'm after today. It's the rest of my life. It's the practicing these principles in all of my affairs. Because I, I want to live happy, joyous, and free. I want to live with emotional sobriety. I want to live um, with freedom and, and fulfilling my purpose. And that's what this way of life gives, gives me. So i best be careful that there is nothing that is um, getting sloppy or messy because I'm back at the beginning. (laughs) I don't wanna be at the beginning today. I wanna keep growing in my emotional sobriety, my freedom, and the sense that I love myself, I'm excited for my life, and I have much to do um, to fulfill my own purpose. That's where I want my focus to be today. Not on the, flo- thanks so much for the, on the free-floating thoughts of what I want uh, to put in my mouth. So I'm so grateful to have this community to be recovering with, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Cheryl A., Janice P.M., you're up next, and then we'll get some more names. Go ahead, Janice.
11: Well, thank you so much, Rick J. My name is Janice P.M., a grateful recovered compulsive over from Massachusetts. Yeah, you know, as everybody was saying the same thing, you know, which is wonderful. I have to hear it for years and years and years. But I'm going to dwell on a much more important demonstration of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. Okay, so if the problem which of course is not food but the problem is food, but I cannot stay stopped. I stopped many a times, many, many a times, but it wasn't until I was gifted with a spiritual awakening as the result of these twelve steps. The principles were mentioned gladly and each principle is a way to have that I have to do the action presented in these 12 steps. Now I'm going to put a big plug out for the chapters on wives, the family afterwards, and employers. I don't skip those um, chapters with my sponsees because what it states is when we get that spiritual awakening. We try to carry the message, don't we? We try to carry the message, not just to people in a way, or this, this, this particular group, to others and practice these principles in all our affairs. Well, I don't just live here at a at Vision View. I lived with, you know, my husband who passed away, my son. I owned a business for many years. Um, I had employees, hello. That's where my rebuilding, I have to rebuild relationships in recovery. That's the problem. (laughs) That's the real problem because my mind, I'm a captive of my own self. I'm like in self-pity. I want attention, uh, whether it's outside my home, inside my home, Outside in my my work, which I don't work now, so this is I spend a full time. Of course, I have a house, I have a son, but my full time now is almost like a um, oh, it's it's a vocation. It's a it's it's not work. It's like a like going golfing or going on vacation. It's it's what I do. That's my new job. And I had one job for 35 years, but I have the time now that I have a new job, and this is my job to spread the message that I have a gift. And let me tell you, the hardest thing <laughs> is to get to stay away from my self pity, my self pity, and my communications. But it uh, uh, because if I do, if I stay in that stuff then I don't have a communication with a higher power. It's me, 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 me. So I put a plug again when we do, you know, these 164 pages to continue. We don't stop. To continue, the most important thing I think is rebuilding relationships in recovery. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Janice P.M. from Massachusetts. All right. Before we continue with our second group of name, we are in the chapter. There is a solution on page 19, the first paragraph, beginning with none of us makes a sole vocation, which ends with give nearly all of their time to the work. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience, too. And uh, thank you guys for being patient with me. Um, I'm a little bit all over the place this morning, but uh, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here for you. Who else would like to share today?
10: Dara
16: L.
0: Dara L. L. Okay. Right. Leslie W. Jen F. Okay. Leslie W. Jen F. Pete I think I'm missing somebody. Here's who I got so far, guys. Dara L., Leslie W., Jen F., Pete B. There was a couple of names in that first little name knot that I missed. Who was that? ross M. Stephanie R. Lisa J.R. Dr. Russ and Lisa J.R. And then uh, who was the last? Um, and we're going to stop there for now, but there was uh, after Pete B, I heard Russ M and Lisa J.R. And then there was another uh, female voice that I heard. Who was that? Abby. All right, Abby. Okay, so we're going to stop there and hopefully we'll have uh, time for everybody. Uh, Dara L., you're up. Next, followed by Leslie
3: Dubby. And please remember to include the first initial, your last name, and the state you're from. Go ahead, Dara. Dara L. Go ahead and unmute.
10: Okay. Uh, a second second up. time. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Um, Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Philadelphia. Um, so I want to share some of my experience about trying to be miss oa um in the past because that did not work for me um and and in fact actually it really set me up for relapse and, and um and so there was a time in my life and a time in my program where um I tried to make carrying the message of oa um my sole vocation and you know so I was in these rooms and I was sponsoring a bunch of people and I was lead not this particular meeting, but I was like doing this massive service commitment for a really huge meeting. And um but you know, I would leave the meetings, I would go speak, I would tell my story, and then I would leave and I would go cheat on the person I was in a relationship with or I would, you know, be screaming at home with at my partner. And I just I was I, I was not um practicing the humility that says that like not only do I need to be giving, but I also need to be honest about like what's happening in my life and where I am and, you know, doing steps 10 and 11. And really, you know, today, I, I don't, I don't know that this program is my primary purpose. I I think my primary purpose is to just develop this amazing relationship with God and, and show up and both give and receive freely, you know, and just be humble and be human about my limitations. Um, And I remember when I first started working um, this program this time around, my my beautiful sponsor saying to me, you know, think about how useful you're going to be. And I was like, f that, you know, I don't want to be (laughs) useful. I've been useful enough. Like I just, I just want to stop killing myself. And I think for me, a huge thing is like, you know, where does God really want me to show up and be useful? Because I can also have an addiction to like validation and trying to be the most important person in the room and trying to be there. For everyone and, and so, you know, it, it's like, yeah, can I show up and be selfless and be of service and also can I not lose myself so much in the process? Because I've encountered people and this has happened to me to do so much service who are so overcommitted that, um, you know, we end up relapsing because I I don't believe that my disease is my problem. I believe that it's the solution to my problem. Um, And so I got to tell you, you know, if I'm doing like way too much service, my disease like is going to solve that problem by having me go back to the food. And so um, yeah, like I love what was shared at the beginning, that it is a pendulum and there does need to be balance. And I don't know how to achieve that. And so every day I just wake up and I ask God, you know, and I do my best to surrender my will in my life. And, you know, and thankfully, I, I do everything in this program so imperfectly, but I am so in love with God and God loves me so much. And we've got such a great relationship that there's a lot of grace, you know, and there's days when I think I do too much um, for these rooms and there's days when I think I do too little. Um but there's learning and there's growth. And as long as like I make space for others and space for myself, I found um just a lot of joy. So anyways, with that I'll pass and thanks for thanks for your service.
0: Oh, uh, thank you so much, L, And uh Leslie W. You're up next, followed by Jen F. And guys, I'm I'm gonna ask a favor. We do have a pretty big lineup if uh if you don't mind letting me shave just a little bit of, of time off our three minute share, we we might be able to fit more people in if that's okay. So Leslie W., you're up next, followed by Jen F. Go ahead,
3: Leslie.
17: Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate um, <clears throat> your service this morning. And I'm Leslie W., uh, a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. And this paragraph actually means a lot to me. Um, I I made the mistake early on in my recovery when I first began this program was I just, I just dove in to the point of, um, and I guess I had to in the beginning it was really important for me to saturate myself with recovery and, um, you know, I always had earbuds in my ears listening to, um, listening to uh, podcasts and meetings and um, calling my fellows and attending meetings. That, you know, I, I made I made the mistake of not paying attention to my to my home and my affairs in my home and and my relationships in my home. And one day I can remember, you know, my husband saying, you know, Leslie, when is it going to be my turn? I mean. Your program and our kids and this how like you cleaning this house or whatever it is you know, taking care of this house, your friends and your interests they 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 all come before me um, and I had really taken him for granted for a lot of years um and i I looked at this and I think you know. <laughs> I can remember the days when I got frustrated with my kids because they would talk while I was trying to share or give service um, on this meeting. But you know what? Like that's just my ego, and that's me trying to get a hit off of uh, off of a certain image that I'm attempting to project. And so today I really try to focus on my motives. I, I look at why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. I pause. I try to pause and ask God for direction before I commit to things because my primary focus um, has to be my home. It has to be because otherwise I'm a total hypocrite. And why am I working this program in the first place? It's so that I can have a better life and better relationships and a closer relationship to God. Not so I can yeah. I'm gonna
0: pass. Thank you so much, Leslie W. Jan F you're up next, followed by Pete B. Go ahead, Jen.
16: Hi everyone, good morning. This is Jan F. We're covered in Massachusetts. Rick, you're doing a great job, and thanks, Craig, for your lead. I wanted to jump in because of um, you know, this paragraph is nestled in a chapter called There is a Solution. And elimination of my addictive eating is but a beginning. So if i had cancer, which i talks about on the prior page, you know, if i had cancer, elimination of the tumor would just be a beginning. I wouldn't forego, you know, the radiation and the chemo and like avoiding it, you know, if cancer had spread throughout my body. I wouldn't, you know, say, "Oh, you know what? That's enough, just the tumor. I'll just take the tumor out," but you know, it's moved to my my lymph nodes, I'll, you know, I'll I'll live with that. But that is, how I, that is how I operated when I was living a program of abstinence only and not the steps. Um, I need abstinence. I need a food plan. Absolutely. I need the tumor removed. But for me, I need to look at, um, you know, the, the ongoing maintenance, you know, the radiation, the chemotherapy, which is, for me, you know, the 10, 11, and 12, like, looking every day, you know, what was it like? to live with me today? What was it like to be mothered by me today? What was it like to be husbanded by me today? Or what what was it like to be, you know, to report to me today at work? Um, What was it like to be bothered by me today? Um, So am I living according to my ideals? Am I living according to my code of love and tolerance? Which I have no shot at if I'm, you know, eating addictively. That's not even on the table, not on the menu. But if I have abstinence and I'm seeking God, right? Because that's my problem—is lack of power, lack of God in my life. Well, then I still have to—I have have a lot of character refinement to do, right? I have—I have. It's not easy to stay in a code of love and tolerance when you've got all these—all these characters wanting to, uh, you know, not—not live according to my script. So, so I humbly. Look to you know. Look at myself. Look at where. What is it like to be around me? And if it's not good, right? If I'm not at peace, if I'm not loving and tolerant, well then I correct it the day, that next day, or that day. So um, that's my experience. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you so much, Jen. F. Pete B. You're up next, followed by Russ M. Go ahead, Pete. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for taking the meeting. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater, recovered
6: today by God's grace and mercy. I mean, it would be super nice if I could just compartmentalize my compulsive overeating,
18: right? Like, like you know, you, you know, when I
6: was when I was when I was eating, and in this disease, it it impacted every aspect of my existence, every single aspect of my existence. Now I'm going to call what I do to address it a program separate from my life? This book wasn't written, you know, to, to, you know, to create practices. And, and I, maybe somebody can tell me after the meeting, you can give me a call and tell me what they mean by program. Because I don't understand the 12-step recovery program to be a program. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. I can't, I can't, I, you know, it says in step three, we tr- made a decision to turn our life and our will over to the care of God as we understand God, which means that I've got to carry these principles, I've got to carry these things into every component of my existence. My, my program isn't, like going to a meeting isn't program, going to a meeting is the opportunity to be a demonstration of God's love, God's will, and God's way of life for the recovered individual. And a place where the non-recovered individual can go to get some direction and inspiration. I, I, you know, I, I I have a I try to keep it pretty simple, right? If I'm available, I do what's asked of me. If I'm not available, I don't do what's asked of me, right? If I if if somebody calls, I take a call. If I need to make a call, I make a call. There's no I can't say oh, this is this is program and this is life. Right? I didn't turn my food over to the care of God. I didn't understand. I turn my life and my will over to the care of God. We understand God. I'm, I, I suspect that we we all talk about programming just because we're all getting programmed to say the same things, to think the same way. Right? We have literature that we that that I believe requires us to stop and think and see what it says, not what everybody else says, what the literature says about this condition and about the program of recovery. I'm no program life. My life, my life is in the care of, my, has been turned over to care of God. My job is to show up and be an accurate, a good representation of that care of God. And sometimes that requires that we stand alone, but it always requires that I sit down and think about these things that we're talking about so that we can Just speak about them in a frank and rash way rather than just embracing you know outsourcing my thinking for the to, for the rest of my recovery i'm going to outsource my thinking to another individual doesn't happen right we're supposed to be restored to sanity, but that i'll
0: pass thank you so much pb russ m you're up next followed by elisa jr go ahead russ
18: thanks rick Russ i'm recover compulsive overeater outside of philadelphia so uh, when I read this paragraph, you know, I realized, man, it's really easy to be compassionate to Rick J., Craig F., KDG, KDF, all my friends here that I, I identify with and, uh, you know, uh, that we all struggle, right? We all battle this, this, this disease, right? So it's easy to do that once we're in the groove. But how do I do it to the wife that I, you know, that I have compassion, I'm supposed to have compassion for my wife and build, rebuild that relationship that I destroyed for 20 years, my kids that didn't want to talk to me, the business that I blew. How do I apply these principles, right? So when I read this, it's, you know, it's, it's really easy to do with people that have that that are compulsive readers, that are addicts. It's, it's pretty easy. Yet I have to apply this in every aspect of my life, from the time I get up in the morning till the time I go to bed. And uh, it's a hard thing to do. Yet if, I, if 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 I dig in and do my work with, with as as prescribed in the Big Book, the way it's laid out, without getting cute balance comes which I never had in my life so the point being is if I dig in deeper and I enter in closer to God these things work out but it is not easy it's not an easy thing to apply this in every aspect of my life I don't know about anybody else I can only speak for Russell and uh that's what I get from this that you know sure I I'd stay fat if I wasn't crazy so the food and the eating and all that jazz is just the beginning of it. It's just just a symptom of something deeper, that I'm buck wild crazy, that I have issues, that I have pride, I have an obsession, and, and I have an allergy that I can't control. And I can't stand life, and I can't control life. So my, the point, you get my point, is that I got to live this way of life in all aspects whether it's easy or hard and that's just the gist of it. I got to keep pushing. So love y'all. You have a beautiful week. Have a great month. Love you. I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much Russ M. All right, Lisa, J.R., you're up next followed by Abby and uh, you guys each take uh, a couple of minutes and we can get you in. So go ahead, Lisa.
7: Hey, good morning. And thanks for your service. Lisa J.R. here from outside Baltimore, Maryland. Um, What a paragraph. And, you know, I love that beginnings. And sometimes I forget that going through these steps is a beginning. I'm going to be on a continuum for the rest of my life. So, you know, all those deeply entrenched, um, sick ways of thinking, sick ways of living, um, they're getting replaced if I just keep showing up and doing the work. They get replaced with better things and program becomes deeply embedded in my tissue, so to speak. You know, it becomes part of my life. Um, you know, that horizontal relationship that we have will make the, if it's, if it's in right alignment, will make the, um, the everything uh, or the vertical relationship will make the horizontal work out. You know, it'll have balance. Um, My magical, magnifying mind got me here. And if I could substitute thinking, obsessive thinking, shopping, spending, eating, uh, drinking in the big book, um, it all applies. It all applies. Uh, So I have to remember that when I open my eyes in the morning and that beginning, and it's ironic, he was on the line earlier, but Pete B. shared once, that a nun told him to put his slippers under the bed so he'd get on his knees every morning first thing. And that, that really impacted me. And I, I, you know, was more like a runner for all those years that I would get out of bed and I would put my feet in the runner's block and take off for the race of the day, you know, and totally disregard or not think of God, um, at all. So yeah, I love this program because if we if we practice these principles in all our affairs, it will become part of who we are. And those those mandates. Okay, I'll wrap up those mandates that God gave us to live by. That had their the twelve steps have their origin and will always keep us safe. Thanks for letting me share.
3: Thank you so much, Lisa Jr. and Abby. Go ahead and take us out.
19: Hi, good morning. Thank you so much. My name is Abby S. I'm recovered in Michigan today. I am so like blown away and grateful for this, this paragraph um, because every day I'm trying to figure out how to live, like coexist with my fiance. Like I was single when I first came in this program and then I was, you know, learning how to live with somebody else. And I just remember like working with my sponsor on like, how do I ask for, like how do I do my nightly inventory every night like that's so weird to like move, like just sneak away and like do it and I don't know prayer and meditation and doing my nightly inventory has become just like such a normal thing like I I, I felt so weird like getting on my knees and praying at first because because like I felt like we had to do it together but it, we don't and um, and it's just it's become natural now and also I had to figure out like how do I do a 10 step? Like, I remember calling people, like, how do I get away? Like, what is, if you even think I'm so weird, if I'm stepping away and, like, doing a 10 step, and I just knew I, and, um, you know, now I'm doing, I'm doing 10 steps and, like, making amends in my home and living these principles with, with my fiance, who I love, we're getting married next month, and, um, you know, talking about having kids, and I'm, like, Oh my God! Like, how do people do this? But I know people do because I hear it on this line, and so I'm like, okay, if it, you know, I I, I believe reminder. God. Okay, thanks. I just believe God that like wants these good things for me, and so I'm just so grateful and touched by this by this paragraph. And thanks so much, my path.
0: Thank you so much, Abby, and uh, thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, August 1st, 2022, is 19,241. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Marjo please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
12: Yes, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm Marjo from Boston Mass. and keep you
3: until then.